you mentioned there about uh, debunking certain myths and also uh, trying to move away from the, the association that whey protein has had with bodybuilding, provided that you can debunk them. And what kind of opportunities lie outside of sports nutrition? It's 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 a good question, that Mark. You know, as I said, you know, you know, demand for for proteins is 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 obviously a global phenomenon. Um, we we've seen, especially emerging countries like like uh, China, the Asian countries, India as well. You know, demand for proteins has has increased dramatically. Um, but you know, if I to if I to make a guess now, I'd say that now and in the future, you know. The two biggest areas that will consume specifically whey proteins will be the sports nutrition market and the infant nutrition market. You know, China's got this insatiable appetite for for proteins at the moment for the infant nutrition products. Um, you know, there are a lot of you know speculative stories why this is. Um, personally, I think it's because you know people in Asia are starting to live more westernized diets. More westernized diets are very high in protein. Um, you know, obviously. If China does go down the route of getting rid of this one-child policy, there'll be a lot more kids in China as well. You know, so I think in the future, you know, China will have a big part to play in this. You know, and who knows, the infant nutrition market, you know, could end up being the biggest, rec- you know, requirement for whey proteins um, you know, globally. So I think, you know, that's that's where I think the the, the opportunities are. Um, but also, you know, there are markets like, you know, the French market. You know, French market is very very. Um, good at doing high protein dietetic products so if you go into any given pharmacy you'll find a lot of different brands there really focusing on high protein pastas drinks chocolates and breads really aimed at trying to tackle obesity and weight problems Um, the French seem to get that that very very well where they haven't done particularly well at sports nutrition products but that trend is changing you know you are finding a lot more specialized stores opening up selling sports nutrition products you know trying to capture that market who's potentially used a high dietetic product lost weight now going to gym and needs to maintain it so that rather than go and buy sports products so there's a bit of overlap uh, uh, between, uh, between those two as well obviously i mentioned um, the infant nutrition market which is big other markets like clinical nutrition so people like nestle danone are very very active in those markets as well developing high protein products for recovering patients that come out of hospital um you know the studies going on looking at the use of whey proteins into cardiovascular disease disease etc so you know i think there are certainly markets outside of sports nutrition and infant that, that are that are there um, but I think the big drivers will be the sports market and the and the baby food formula market. I mean, those 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 are the two now. But as you can see, it is still very very widespread the application base. So, you know, it it is um, it's it's a role for companies like ourselves to identify these markets as well. Um, but you know, uh, fortunately, our business has ended up dealing with sports nutrition uh, companies globally. Um, you know, and I say thankfully because it, it's a fun industry to work in. You know, we work with a, a bunch of great, great uh, clients. It's vibrant. It's it's colourful. Um, the people are beautiful. <laughs> you know, so I think you know from a male and female perspective, um, it is a phenomenal industry to to be operating in. Yeah. And you can't see you work with uh, with that sector falling away as other opportunities arise. Um, Mark, you know, I think we have to continually, you know, keep on our toes. You, you know, at the moment, it's a nice industry to to operate in. Um, 
you know, I think we operate in a very volatile business where we go through periods of undersupply and oversupply, you know. So, you know, I think that's just the volatility of, of the business that we're in. Um, but, you know, from a strategic point of view, yes, we are always looking at where could we go next if the market dynamics definitely changed, you know. So um, I think it would be... It would be um, it would be irresponsible of us if we weren't doing that and if other companies weren't doing that as well. Um, you know, who knows? In the future, there might be opportunities for whey protein usage, which no one has even thought about. You know, as I, as I mentioned to you earlier, you know, we have we have companies who now put whey protein in ice cream. You know, before, you know, ice cream was one of those indulgent products that was just bad for you. You know, now whey protein fortified ice cream, you know, is, is seen as a good product for you. You know, so instead of eating your Mars bar, Post post dinner, you know, have a tub of whey protein ice cream, you know, which is 125 calories, giving you 20, 23, 24 grams of, of protein, minimal fat and and minimal sugar. So, you know, I think there are opportunities which 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 the market will present itself, um, but it does need that entrepreneurial flair to uh, keep it going. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much for your insights, Michael. Uh, you're welcome, Mark. Uh, this is Mark Astley for DairyReporter.com at Volak in the UK.